Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Like, whoa, whoa, you're coming on too strong. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. I guess we're just doing this now. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. You'd lose your turn. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. It was great talking to people who were not my husband or children. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And friends, what are we doing this summer? I mean, it's happening, right? Yes. And it's changing every day. Are you getting emails in your inbox daily? Like there's a new plan, which is, I mean, overall a very good thing, but it means I'm filling out forms for the camp three times instead of once because they keep having to be new forms. Well, my big thing right now is that our town pool, and I don't like to criticize people, but I'm going to say came up with a plan that to me was just frankly bonkers. I'm sure from their end, there's a reason. You know what I mean? Whenever I hear people be like, why are they doing it? Listen, I'm on the decision making end of a lot of this stuff. And it's because we talked about it for 12 hours. And this is the best thing we can come up with. And then you present a plan and everyone's like, this plan makes no sense. Why are they doing it this way? Which I find frustrating. Yep. That being said, the plan for our town pool this summer is a little bit nutty for me. And so I'm just hoping. So we had some debate about whether or not to sign up. It's like you can only go during these hours. And if you want to sit with people, you know, you have to sign up on this sign up sheet that says you're a pod. Confusing and very high maintenance for like what is like, get your suits on. Let's go to the pool. Right. But I just said, let's sign up because what I'm seeing is that every day we're getting emails that are like, forget that plan. Here's the new plan. And so that's what I'm hoping happens. Right. That's what I'm saying is it's becoming both less and more complicated at the same time, figuring out what we're going to do because they're trying to put new rules on top of the old rules. And like you said, everybody's doing their best, but it is getting particularly complicated for us moms who have to sort of <laughs> read the tea leaves. Yes. And I will say extra complicated for those of us, including myself, who still have unvaccinated kids. So yes, I have a 12 year old is my oldest. He's getting vaccinated this week. My younger kids are not eligible for the vaccine. And as I understand it, will not be eligible at all by the end of the summer and will remain unvaccinated through the summer. Now, as the number of adults get vaccinated, the overall transmission rate comes down. And therefore, I am kind of feeling a dome of protection over all of us. But I do not yet feel comfortable just being like, OK, it's a free for all. 
that was the big thing that was left out of the big CDC announcement. They came out and like, you don't need to wear masks anymore. I just thought, was there nobody with a child under 12, like at the table? Because then somebody had to raise their hand and be like, kids who aren't vaccinated. And it was a couple of days later, I feel like that they were like, oh, yeah, kids who aren't vaccinated, guys, you were. You have to keep wearing the masks all the time. And so now we're in this sort of weird world where we don't have to wear masks anymore. Woohoo. But our children do like I feel like that makes literal sense, but it doesn't make practical sense that we're expecting our three year old to do something that we're not doing. Yep. It's tough. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, but then if you go to the playground with your three year old and then you have a mask on to model the right thing for your three year old, then somebody's gonna yell at you that you're being a bozo. I mean, it's a little complicated. Yeah, let's first of all, guys, let's stop yelling at anybody for any reason. Right. It's very annoying. Here's a tip. We don't have to comment on what other people are doing all the time. You know, I feel like the masking issue has brought out a little bit of the like, we're all policing each other thing. I would like as we relax that guideline to relax that attitude of like, let's go back to leaving each other and our choices kind of alone. I get it. People's horrible choices that affect our health, we feel strongly about. But I think we can ease as we ease the guidelines, we can ease the policing of what other people are doing. And also, I think that a big thing is that the whole summer is changing for me, not only because of the changing regulations, because I've seen a summer with no plans and I kind of liked parts of it. Mm -hmm. Like last summer, we had no plans at all. We had zero summer plans. And... I feel like in the before times, I always had a strong feeling that if I did not have my children's summer planned all day, every day, every hour of the day, I would end up in some sort of torturous hell. And what I saw was like, oh, no, the kids can actually entertain themselves a lot over the summer. And so this summer is also changed because I'm not going back to the old way. We talked a lot about that in episode 205, which is called Wait, We're Not Ready. We talked about this That's like maybe like a month ago. We talked about how there was white space in our calendar. Yes. That we were resisting even before like the latest, like, woo, I think we're kind of done if you got vaccinated before that whole guidance came out. Sort of like we kind of liked having nothing to do and nothing to plan. And we were resisting planning too much for this summer. And so I was putting off decision making for the summer. My spouse was saying to me, like, do you think we should try to do a vacation? Do you think we should try? I'm like, it's too soon because as soon as I start to look, then it's like, well, maybe it'll be fine, but maybe this and maybe you'll get stuck. And, you know, you fly somewhere and then you can't get home. Like, I'm unwilling to consider this yet. And it felt very good to put it off. Now it feels sort of wait and hurry up for me. Like, yeah. I really should have figured this out two weeks ago. Oh, my God. And it's the middle of May. But do you feel the less? I mean, I just feel an intense lack of stress around that because if we have any plans, it's going to be a lot more plans than we had last year. And last year was kind of okay not having a lot of plans. That's what I'm finding. I think that's what it is. Like, I think my, I mean, I'm organized and I'm on top of stuff and whatever, but my, that muscle is very um, deconditioned. And so as soon as I have... Like we had two places to be last Sunday and it was immediately like overwhelmed, like tilt. I cannot do this. It's way too much tilt. And I would have done. That's an old locks alert, isn't it? Tilt. Back in my day. It is definitely what happens on a pinball machine. When Even I don't know what happens to a pinball machine to make it tilt. So you played pinball, kids, and you could try to like pick up the machine, I think, to like make the ball go in the right way and go the way you wanted it to go instead of not. But if you did that too much. Much, the machine, the thing that said tilt would light up and then like, wah, 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 you'd lose your turn. Wow, that was quite a trip down pinball yeah. technology lane. I never really played pinball. I just was like alive at a time when that was a thing that one would know. So 
All I know is I will have the song Pinball Wizard stuck in my head. Sure, plays me pinball. I will have that stuck in my head forever. But it's a useful metaphor. Like when there's too much going on, I feel like my tilt lights go on. Like, nope, 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 can't do this. Yeah. I mean, last summer we kind of went all in. We got an above ground pool, which we discussed, and we set up a pickleball net in the driveway. So we had, we were like, oh, it's this pool and tennis club, you know? So you basically had an outdoor activity area. Yeah, yeah. We invested like, you know, I don't know. Maybe a thousand bucks and we set ourselves up as like a little country club. And you have woods. Like your kids could like take a stick and go have an afternoon, right? We have a little bit of land and woods around us. So yeah, it was kind of like 80s summer. Here's some bug juice. Go outside. And that actually worked out okay. And so, yeah, I feel a strong need not to go back to like, okay, then you'll go to Mandarin camp and then you'll go to origami camp and then you'll go to build a rocket camp. And I just, first of all, I don't want to spend the money. And second of all, I don't know. It just kind of feels like we don't need to do all that stuff. Yeah. It's okay to have, I always had one week built into the summer that I called mom camp that was a total free-for-all. We'd go to the zoo one day. We'd go to the Met one day. You know, we'd do an activity every single day that I ran. And then I realized, oh, there's a whole other lane, which is not I take them to an activity all day and I'm the super fun camp counselor, which is screens go off at 9 a.m., figure out something to do until 4 in the afternoon. It's plot line of the entire series, Phineas and Ferb. Yes. Each episode of Phineas and Ferb is them on one day of summer vacation deciding they're going to like fly to the moon, right? Like each episode, the kids come up with something crazy they're going to do that day. And the big sister tries to, you know, (laughs) she's their nemesis. Yeah. And then they kind of do go to the moon usually, as I recall, like it kind of works out usually their plans. Yeah. And it's not quite (laughs) that. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. That's not exactly what I found to happen. Like the kids are not like, well, if you say no screens, I guess we'll build a rocket ship made of cardboard for seven hours. Like, that's not what happens. It's still fighting. And my husband and I both work. And so one of us kind of has to be on point because even if they're building Legos, if we're in the house, there will come a time where they can't figure out what goes next. And I need you to come help. And they're not patient about it. I mean, having them around is a hassle. And I don't mean to say that, like, It's just, you know, stranger things where they're just riding their bikes around all day looking for adventure and we're sitting at home getting our work done in an orderly fashion. That's not what it looks like. Well, the stranger things, I mean, you know, it got exciting for reasons that were outside their moms, right? There were aliens in the upside down. (laughs) You can't guarantee that for your kids. I actually have not watched Stranger Things, but I know it involves a lot of kids riding around on bikes. Right. There's a whole alien civilization that they stumble upon. You can't count on that happening in the backyard. Oh, well, all right. (laughs) You can't build that into your summer plants. Yeah, because the flip side of where we live is that it's wooded where I live, which is, you know, but I mean, again, it's not like they're like, oh, let's explore the woods. I mean, they're, they get it already with the woods. The flip side is we live on a really busy street. So my kids can't just like bike out of my house and go places. And so everything, you know, it's a mixed bag. Although I will say the greatest thing that's ever happened to me is that my son and his friends have invented a game. And this game is I drop them at the middle school. And there's a wall and they have a competition who can sit on the wall for the longest. And it lasts like five hours. They sit there all day together. And it's just, can you bring your phone or can they not bring their phones? No phones. No, no, no. They're just talking to each other. Oh, that, yeah. I'm, I'm all in favor of this. Just talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, if they were sitting up there reading their phones. No. 
they just sit up there and they, I guess, talk to each other. I don't know. I mean, I would sign them up for this summer camp if it was a possibility. I drop you at the middle school. And you sit on the wall all day? You sit on the wall with your friends and then you call me when you're ready to come home. That sounds wondrous. That's a summer camp I could get behind. It's amazing. I mean, I I don't know how long it will last. I am team some summer plans, but I feel like... Everybody's in different places, right? So first of all, we live in New York City. So the idea of sending kids to summer camps and getting them out of the city and running around, that's something that has to be imposed upon them. Yes, totally different. And also I have older kids. So unfortunately, my kids are old enough that they are kind of supposed to be doing something. And so I've resisted putting too much on them. But it's like, okay, you're not going to like lie around and sleep until noon and be cranky. So their summers do need a little bit of structure. And I both have resisted it and I'm now stressed that I need to like kick them out and make them go scoop ice cream somewhere. You know, there can't be nothing when they get older. Yeah. And I mean, there can't be nothing when they're younger either. And one thing I will advocate for, again, with all ages and stages and with less planning is the beloved whiteboard plan. I will occasionally in the morning be like nine to 11, free play, you know, 11 o'clock, you can watch something until noon. Noon is lunch. One o'clock is reading time or, you know, working on something, doing a project. The other thing is there's my kids have gone to a couple of camps they didn't love. Because they were, you know, less expensive camps that were not as exciting. <laughs> and I do hold that over them. I'm always like, you guys are basically their Shawshank. I'm like, you can go back to blank camp. And if you don't want to stay out of my hair when you're at home. I'll just sit on the wall, mom. I'm good. Go sit on the wall, whatever it is. <laughs> like, I am very, very clear about I need X amount of time. If I'm recording, you can't interrupt me. If I have a meeting, you don't interrupt me. Don't knock on my door and ask me about your Lego project, whatever it is. And I try to kind of make it clear that part of staying home is being responsible for entertaining yourself. And I think that that's totally true for older kids as well. Like they need a little bit of I'm waking you at 10 and we're going to clean the kitchen and then you're going to go, you know, work out for a little while. And then when you come back, then maybe we'll go up to the pool for a little while. You know, they need that, too. Otherwise, they will look at their phones all day. Oh, they will. And it doesn't make them less cranky. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Amy, when we get back, I want to talk a little bit about our expectations for the summer for ourselves. Okay. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. 
Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different and fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code FRESH at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, we're back. One thing I've been thinking a lot about this summer is travel because we, our family is spread out around the country. And usually one of the big things we do in the summer is go see people. And so I've been a little bit on the fence about traveling. As I mentioned, we'll be three out of five vaccinated over the summer. This involves plane travel and it involves going to areas of the country where I believe that the vaccination rate is not as robust as it is where we live. Okay. And so this is another whole form of decision making. We've talked so much during the pandemic and I think it's been really useful for me and I've loved getting feedback on the Facebook page from our listeners. One of the things that's been so hard about this is what are the rules? What are the rules for us? How are our family members behaving? Is that how we're behaving? Is there a disconnect between those things? You know, like figuring out, okay, so if I go somewhere and there are unvaccinated people in the groups that I'm going to visit. And I have two kids who are still vulnerable to COVID. And listen, lots and lots of kids have no issue with getting COVID, but some kids do have an issue when they get COVID. Yeah, you're better off not having kids get COVID. Just take it from me. <laughs> it's just better. Yeah, I mean, Amy's had her own personal experience of it. And listen, I don't want my kids getting COVID. So another tricky part of this is going back into the role of like annoying COVID police officer when I'm with family members. Right. Literally the last thing you want to do. Right. And after all this time, I'm not really up for it. But at the same time, it's not a negotiable for me. And I'm going to have to have some conversations as we travel and stuff. Hey, I don't want to be in a confined space with unvaccinated people. So yeah, it's complicated. You know, it's a drag. That part I'm tired of doing. Now, I think the trade-off of being in some new places and getting to visit places we haven't gotten to go to in two years is going to be worth it. But that's a part of it that's kind of a drag. It's like, oh, I feel like I have to be the, you know, the watch. What do you call the watcher at the wall yeah. for all this stuff <laughs> and always be scanning for like... Okay, but if we go there, listen, what are the vaccination rates? What are the, you know, transmission rates here? And what are the chances that one of my kids ends up with COVID, which I don't want? I'm out over my skis. Like I'm taking many more risks than I would have before. Right. Because in general, those risks are less risky, right? Like a plane is definitively less risky than it was in January, but it's not zero. Guys, don't take this from me. There's a million epidemiologists you should consult. But I am operating under the theory that doubly vaccinated people are not getting the virus and are not spreading the virus. And so with that in mind, off we go, I guess. And then I have to. But like, do I want everyone who walks into my sphere over the summer, wherever we're visiting to be like, excuse me, do you have the vaccine? I don't know. It seems like a lot. It seems like a lot. 
Like the problem with all of this as we head into summer is that we've been empowered to make our own decisions, right? Like as soon as there's a little bit of a pushback on like, wait a minute, no masks, but kids, yes, masks. Then we get fed the like, well, really? What it's about is about making your own decisions. And it's like, oh, thanks for (laughs) nothing, right? I got an email from American Airlines this week that said, we can't wait to welcome you back. And I was like, whoa, whoa, you're coming on too strong, right? Like read the room. I'm not ready for you to be ready. American Airlines. <laughs> You're like, who are you welcoming back? I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying put. Yeah. And I think that if we want people to accept that, we have to accept that other people are going to be like racing to get on the first cruise ship that is leaving, you know, Port Canaveral in July. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I find myself a little bit more racing to get on the first cruise ship. Like I definitely this weekend, we had a family wedding that believe me, when I got the save to date, I almost put it right in the recycling bin. A May wedding. There's no way that was going to happen in my mind when I got it in February. It seemed like, you know, remember February, like no one's vaccinated. They're just maybe rolling out the vaccine. And the idea that, you know, three months later we would be at a wedding seemed preposterous. It was entirely outdoors. People were vaccinated. But I kind of just rolled with it. Like, oh, I guess we're doing this. I think maybe I'm just a go with the flow person. (laughs) When we were shut down, I was shut down. And now I'm kind of like, I guess we're just doing this now, you know? But I do, in the back of my mind, keep thinking, I feel very safe because the evidence around the vaccines is phenomenal. Like, I feel as a double vaccinated, now a month out person... I'm like, okay, I'm safe, but I have to kind of remember that I have two kids who are not. Yeah, I just think it's about like accepting that we're in different places. There are some people who are like, I'm going to keep my mask on because guess what? I'm not ready. And I think we have to be okay and make room for that. This last 15 months has been traumatic and people get to feel however they want. And I think sometimes the people who are angry at the people who haven't caught up yet, it's like because they're still wearing masks sort of triggers your own nervousness feelings about the last 15 months. Right. Like we're making each other nervous when our reactions aren't exactly the same. I mean, I do feel like I have that reaction when I see somebody say like, I'm not ready to do this. I think like, why not? We're all vaccinated. It's all good. But it's right. Because like, don't remind me that it was hard and it's not 100 percent done. And then the other person is like, don't remind me that, you know, this is getting better because I'm not ready to feel reassured yet. This is going to take me some time. We just have to give each other a lot of grace while we're all at the town pool together. I guess. Yeah. I mean, as you can tell, like the bottom line is like, we're confused again, guys. Like how exactly is this working? I mean, yes, they've lifted the mask mandate where I live and I went to pick up yesterday, which is outdoors and extraordinarily spread out. And I didn't put a mask on because I am vaccinated and I'm not spreading it and it's outdoors and I'm not close to anybody. But as I ran into people, they were all masked and I eventually just put my mask back on because I was like, oh, I seem like it seems like people here are more comfortable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as we keep saying, wearing a mask is not that huge deal, but I think that's right. Like it's going to take a while to trickle back out, but it's starting to. And the one thing that I am looking forward to more over the summer is the feeling that okay, we're all going to start coming out of this. There's a beautiful New Yorker cover this week. Did you see it? No. We'll share it in the show notes. It's a dark room and then the door is cracked open. So picture like the beam of light that's coming through the door. Yeah. And in the beam of light is this tiny little family, like a five people about to walk out the door. And through the crack of the door, you see New York City like lit up so bright. And the scale of it is like New York City is huge and the family is tiny. And so 
It's very, it gave me chills looking at it. It's very evocative because it captures the thing that we keep talking about. This is a scary feeling. It's wondrous. It's like Oz, but there's something about that moving from black and white to color and walking through that huge door when you're just a little person is scary. It's ominous in a way. It's not so scary for some and it's very scary for others. Let me tell you something else that's like, oh, wait a minute as things open up. Now that everybody's vaccinated and, you know, New York City, they just announced like, New York City is going to be open July 1st. Everybody's going to do exactly whatever they want to do. This whole idea that you, you know, can't go to work in your office tower is also sort of like, so we're free to do everything. That also means we're free to return to the office five days a week. rut scoops. We're not ready for that. And I already work at home, but my spouse is like, yeah, it's like everybody he works with is like, oh, see, I'm going to be at the Jersey Shore all summer, like with my spouse and our three kids, because that's the deal. We work from home all summer. That's what I signed up for. Right. This wonderful, awesome summer is also like, wait a minute, are we going back to air-conditioned offices? Because apparently there's not really a reason not to, oh, shoot, maybe we should have waited until September to say everybody's free to do what they were doing. Well, first of all, let's wait till September anyway, guys. Like, let's be reasonable people who are bosses. Like, we're not coming back over this summer. Apparently not. Let's be real clear. But yes, this was a big topic of conversation at this gathering that I was at. And I was speaking to people from a range of different offices. So let's be clear that essential workers, people who work in healthcare, people who work in a myriad of different fields have already been back at work through the whole thing, you know, like, right. And thank you. Yes. And thank you. This is often a conversation that is a little bit wrapped up in privilege. Like if you have actually been home for a year and a half from your job, you likely have a certain kind of job. Like a lot of people who have regular jobs, who work in the military, who work in a range of fields, first responders, medicine, firefighters, police officers, Starbucks, (laughs) people who work at Starbucks, people who clean houses. Like you haven't been like, oh, it's going to be really hard to go back. That's right. Heard and understood. For people who do work in office environments that have been able to telecommute, this is a big deal. I was speaking to somebody who works at a very large media company, and they're going back only part-time. And I was pretty surprised. This is a company that in the before times would have been like, everyone's in the office at 8.30 on Monday morning, and they stay until 6.30 or 7 or 8 or 9 at night. And they do that every day of the week, and they get two weeks off and three personal days a year, and that's it. And they're only going back part-time. And so I do think a lot of companies are changing it up, but especially... Listen, it's been a mixed bag for moms, right? Like being at home with no childcare and trying to do a job has been hard. But being able to be more flexible in your time for moms and dads both. I mean, a lot of people I know are like, hey, I like dropping the kids at school and then getting my work done and then being done at night and being home and being able to go to the soccer game after school and not being on a train where I live in a suburban community where it's a 45 minute train ride to Grand Central Station. And that's what people spend two hours of their days doing. It made it easier in a way to be at work and not at work and available and not available as opposed to now when you're always available for the Zoom or the email or whatever, because there are no boundaries. 
but it also means you're home raising your kids, right? You're home with them. We have a lot more. We're getting phone calls during dinner. You know, that's happening a lot more. My husband worked at home before this. We both worked at home. So we didn't have such a major change as other people had. But I do think the boundaries of the day, a lot of times my husband after dinner, is like, I got to go back to work or, you know, whatever. We're both just kind of working all the time randomly. And that's less than ideal. But it's still better than commuting. Let me tell you, I've done both. And I would rather have to look at my phone during dinner than sit on a train for two hours a day. I would rather. I think that there's another factor coming into play as we head into summer. Can we talk about that when we get back? Mystery factor when we return. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. And now, summer last year versus summer this year. From the Web Fresh Out podcast. Summer last year. There's no trips. There's no camp. So just put your mask on, go outside, and you can wave at the neighbor kids before coming inside and playing more Fortnite. Summer this year. Oh, you think town camp is lame? I'm sorry, but the heavens above have combined to bless me with the blissful opportunity to get all of you out of the house for six hours a day this summer. And guess what? You're going. Summer last year. For Memorial Day this year, we're going to have a barbecue with the neighbors, meaning... The neighbors will barbecue at their house and we'll barbecue at our house and we'll see each other on Zoom. 
summer this year. For Memorial Day this year, we're having a barbecue that will be totally normal, except for the fact that everyone will be crying because we're having a barbecue that is totally normal. Summer last year. Ugh, I hate wearing a mask when it's so hot outside. It's like my mouth is trapped in a clammy swamp. Summer this year. I forgot how much I hate breathing in gnats. Does anyone have a mask? Summer last year. Oh, what I wouldn't give to just travel, to go places, to see my family and friends. Summer this year. The flight is six hours delayed. Why did I think I ever wanted to do this? Dear God, I think I packed everyone's suitcase but mine. And listen, when we get there, honey, you better tell your mother that I don't want her inviting Uncle Gene over because you know he didn't get the vaccine. This has been Summer Last Year versus Summer This Year. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Okay, so our friend Mary Laura Philpott wrote an article for the Washington Post called As the World Starts to Open Up, It's Tough to Let Go. It's an essay for on parenting. So I'll put the link in the show notes. And she sort of underlined something I hadn't really thought about before. She talked about family weekend. Her son's going to college. My son is also going to college. And that family weekend in capital letters gets added to the calendar as it just did for me. I just bought the hotel room for my son's family weekend. But she said... When you put family weekend on the calendar, that's what happens when every weekend isn't a family weekend anymore. We're going back to this time when we're not going to be together all the time. And, you know, it worked okay. But now that we've gotten used to this togetherness, there is some anxiety, I think, about separation. Yeah. One of my kids is going to sleepaway camp this summer, and he's going to be away from me for three weeks after he hasn't been away from me for, you know, three days, for one day in the last 15 months. I don't have anxiety about that, but it's pretty different. We thought it's what we wanted, but now it's going to be hard. For sure. I have to keep going back to the weekend because you have to excuse me. I spent time with humans for the first time in a year and a half, so I have a lot of stories from it. Oh, and I was definitely like, what was it like? Tell me everything when she came back. Yeah, I have to say it was awesome. Like, It was great talking to people who were not my husband or children. It was amazing having a range of conversations with a range of people. I can't say enough about it. It was, listen, the Spanx didn't miss him as it turns out. Like, you know, high heels, every half the women were like, oh, never again, high heels. These things are horrible. I thought we left those. I thought we agreed to that. You take those bad boys off for a year and a half. They don't feel good when you put them back on. It's like, oh, no, no, we're not doing this anymore. So this conversation that I'm citing now, a lot of my cousins had had their grown kids with them back home because a lot of people came home, you know? Yeah. And this is, I think, like the end of the spectrum version of this, like... Oh my gosh, we were all together again. And it's not, you really don't want as a grown person to have your kids who are 20 and up all living under your roof. The model is grown and flown, like get them out. Mm -hmm. But it was a lot of melancholy around like, gosh, it was kind of nice to be together again as a family. But we kind of know that sunrise, sunset, like on the continuum of life, that's not really the model. Like having our 25-year-old kids all living with us. My brother had all four of his grown kids back again. They came home because, you know, the pandemic was so unsure and they would rather like right. know where they are and they could work from home, whatever else. And yeah, they miss them. You know, they're gone. They're back out again and they miss them. Is there any like, woo? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that there is a woohoo, and there's also just a kind of overall understanding that like... This is the phase that we're in, like kids going off to start their own lives. And even with little ones, my kids are back in school now. I don't know, two or three months. It's great. I love it. You know, I love having the time back. But 
It was a fun adventure, kind of. Like, we're all in this together, the five of us in this house. There was something very special about it. I'm glad we had it, but I'm glad it's over. The Atlantic Magazine had an article just this week. I'll put the link in the show notes about how families start to have... It wasn't family ease. You had some term it used for the jargon that your immediate family uses. You have special words for things. And like maybe your toddler calls it Pischetti and then everybody always calls it Pischetti forever. Like everybody has stuff like that. Ours is um, dump truck and regularly truck. Those are the two kinds of trucks that execs. <laughs> it's, you can either see a dump truck or a regularly truck. <laughs> so this article is all about that. And like, oh my God, I howled thinking about the time that the five of us have spent talking about our dog, talking in her voice, you know, and like the rules of her. She has a form of mathematics. Like we have had time to like sit around and develop this deep weirdo stuff about our dog. And my oldest has a girlfriend. She came over for dinner and we started in with like the nonsense and just like the look on her face, like, get me out of here. She was like, you people need to separate. Well, one of my nieces said to me, and it summed up, I believe, what we're talking about perfectly. She's like, it's been fun to be at home, but I really think I need to make some friends who are not my parents. And I was like, yes, that's it. Yep. It's been fun, but somehow not totally appropriate. I think we're ready. We have to build our own rules. Like my daughter is also going to a camp this summer and they sent an email just yesterday that was full of like, guess what? Like if the kids can be vaccinated, now the 12 to 15 year olds can be vaccinated. Everything will be different. We don't have to do this and we can have campfire. And like, you know, they're delighted. Of course, we're delighted. And then they say, but of course, beforehand, the two weeks before camp, she's supposed to like wear a mask and not see anybody outside our family. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, what? <laughs> you don't have to do that part anymore either. Right. And I just thought like. Okay, so that was probably always a little excessive. It's definitely excessive now if you're saying once she gets to camp, everything will be different. I just mean like we earned our way in. We're going to have to earn our way out. And figuring out what makes sense and what's necessary and what isn't is sort of an individual calculus still again, which sucks, but it's true. I agree, but I have some advice on this topic, which is that I have a range of jobs, do the podcast, do a couple of other things. And one of my jobs happens in a institutional setting. And... One of the things about working in an institutional setting, meaning a large bureaucratic organization run by the government, I'm not trying to be mysterious, I'm not a spy, is that there are a vast number of rules that are constantly changing, make no sense. Like if you encounter person A, they're like, you have to dump your bag out before you're allowed to come in. But if you on a Tuesday encounter person B at the front desk, they're like, just go ahead in. And so if I do some trainings for people who are going to come in and I'm like, I would just drop from your mindset. Why? That question is not super useful in this setting. Like, why do I have to dump my bag out? Yesterday, I didn't have to. It's going to irritate the person at the front desk, and it's not going to ever get a satisfying answer. It is because this is a large bureaucratic setting where whoever you happen to encounter will enforce different rules every single time. It can be crazy making I have an expression, which is marshmallow Meg, where I'm just like, this is the version of me that can get like a run over by a tractor and I just bounce back into shape. And that's the mindset that I have to bring to this setting. Otherwise, I will be driven crazy by the fact that like on Tuesdays, the rules are this. On Thursdays, the rules are this. Do they comport to some larger set of rules? Maybe or not. I don't really know. But I believe that is the mindset one has to bring to some degree to the pandemic rules that like if you keep raising your hand and say like, but wait, 
I can't get the virus or shed the virus. So why would I have to quarantine before coming to your place? (laughs) You're kind of going to go insane. You just have to, I think, in this time of transition, be like, what are the rules? Okay, got it. Check. We can deal with that. You know, we're trying to make rules that are changing quickly, that don't really work for everybody, that don't technically make a lot of sense when implemented in Y or Z variable situation, that the way to handle is just like, huh? Okay, great. Got it. Right. Marshmallow. Right. Lay down. The bulldozer will hit you and then you will pop back into shape. But spending a lot of time with like, I am going to write a letter clarifying because this rule shouldn't be. I'm just going to pretty much know what my personal sphere of safety is. And then I'm going to comport myself as other people's rules dictate and then kind of keep moving through it. To me, that's the best way to confront this constantly changing insanity. You often say we need to operate from a place of maximum generosity. And I think that's true, whether it's our kids science fair or the summer camp or the ice cream shop or, you know, like, well, wait a minute. This part doesn't make sense. They're doing their best. The rules are changing every week. They're writing new policies based on the rules. And maybe somebody forgot to change page two and they're changing page seven and everybody's doing their best. And everybody's trying to keep the safest. Yeah. And also, let's be frank. There are people who have to work that maybe aren't you. And so if there is a restaurant or somewhere where you want to go where there are service workers involved in that place, do what makes them feel comfortable, friends. You don't need an ice cream cone. They have to go to work there. If they're asking you to keep a mask on until you walk outside with your ice cream cone, Mm -hmm. please operate from your place of maximum generosity there. You may know better and you may have read the study that says you can't give it to them and therefore you don't need to wear your mask. But if it makes a person who has to be in that place and it is your choice to be in that place, I would really put in your path that like put a mask on and make those people feel comfortable. It's not that much to ask. Yeah. It's really not your business. Is it why somebody's in a different place than you are in terms of comfort and, you know, to accommodate somebody else's comfort level on the conservative side? I mean, not like take off your mask because I think it's weird. I mean, can you keep your mask on while you're in the store? It's just not that much to ask. There's a lot of nonsense going on. I just saw, I think it was the New York Times had a piece that was like, this person will never take off their mask, even though they're double vaccinated and they've had COVID twice and they blah, blah. And I'm like, this is the kind of article that drives people crazy because it just fuels this feeling. Everybody just relax. We're trying to figure it out. We're coming out of it. It looks like the news is all good, but you don't have to be like, well, what if we never take off masks? That's not going to happen. I don't care what the New York Times writes about one person who is an outlier. Like, right. We are coming out of it, but let other people make their choices. This is other people's fears. When I look around a place and everyone has a mask on, I put my mask back on. I don't stop and say, yes, you know, I'm actually double vaccinated and the CDC says I shouldn't say I can't shed. So therefore, I don't need I just put my mask on while it makes other people comfortable. You don't know whose five year old is asthma or whatever. And it's not your business. Right. And this is the thing. Summer's going to be much more fun than last summer. It's going to be better. Yeah, you're right. It's already going to be awesome. It's already going to be awesome. It's already been awesome. We're going to like not have the creeping fear that like anywhere we go, we could get the virus. It's still around. It's going to be with us for a while. Our kids, we need to be careful with them. Take some time out. Do a little reading and make a plan for yourself this summer. My plan might look like this. I don't feel comfortable being in closed spaces with unvaccinated people, which means I'm going to have to have some uncomfortable conversations. You know, let's not have indoor dinners with people who I know are not vaccinated where we're going to be unmasked. I'm going to pass on that. Outdoors, I'm going to let the kids play maybe without masks this summer. I may, you know, but I think it's 
we shouldn't skip the step of sitting down and really thinking to ourselves, what do I feel comfortable with? Make your own rules. Some people need more time than others. Taking in some deep breaths and saying, this is what I'm comfortable with. And then once you know what your comfort sphere looks like, then you enforce it. And if other people push back, they're the problem. It's going to be a lot better than last summer. I'm pretty excited. And enjoy your summer. It's going to be real fun. I saw a funny meme. I'll try to find it. I don't care about hot girl summer. I want to have a golden girl summer, which means me and my friends wear moo-moos and talk and laugh and eat cheesecake together. Yeah. Everybody in the pool. That's right. Golden girl summer in the pool. And then just we only break for cheesecake. I like it. We made it this far. Guys, have you subscribed to Toddler Purgatory yet or followed it wherever you listen to podcasts? Because that really helps a new podcast grow. And you know, it's out now. Like you can listen to multiple episodes. We're so excited about it. So excited. And while you're there, go ahead and give it a rating and a review and make it a good one, would you? Because that'll also help people find the podcast. And with that, friends, keep listening all summer. We'll be here all summer. We'll be delivering episodes all the summer long. Poolside. (laughs) So you can listen to us poolside with your earbuds in. And we hope you have a great start to summer. We think you're going to. It's going to be awesome. Bye, friends. Talk to you next week. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.